Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, a well-deserved week off. There's Scott Robbins. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start this way. Can yeah. you define for me what a recession is? You know, it's funny you ask, because I was looking that up myself today, because I wanted to make sure I was accurate about this. Yes. Here is the dictionary definition of recession, all right? Okay. A period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a flat or lower GDP in two successive quarters. Which we have coming Thursday, which would put us into the dictionary definition of a recession. Well, which is the way it's been defined for years. Well, hold on. If it's going to be a recession, as we talked about yesterday, uh, the memo went out with all the Democrats. Hey, hey, we're going to redefine this. We're we're going to stay away from the word recession. Okay. Okay. So, CNN White House correspondent Caitlin Collins, who's supposed to just toss up the softballs is saying to Green Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, well, she just asked the question this way. And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER, as as we have stated, of how they define uh, recession. recession. Hold on a second. Okay, that's the National Bureau of Economic Research. We just go by what they say. I just gave it to you. This is the way it's been measured and marked forever. Yeah, but I think for Joe and the rest, they're going to say, well, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research, uh, that indicator is what we're going to go by. Well, uh, here's the back and forth. I'm just saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the National Bureau of Economic Research, have have used. We've mentioned that a few times. Um, Going to your question about how sometimes it's late. Look, I think the what we're not even I think what the point that we're trying to make here is that we have a strong labor market, which you don't normally see in a recession. Uh, That is very uncommon uh, to see that. when you see an average of uh, 400,000 jobs created per month, when you see an unemployment... Created or people came back to work. Yes, I mean, I can keep going with the McGurkin if you want. Ah. It's up to you. And a lot of people are working two jobs now simply because there's 9% inflation. People are going behind. Yeah. They're talking about, here's all this good news, see? So it is really not what we would call the recession. I mean, historically, that's the way it's been. And so 
that's where we are right now. You just redefine the word, basically. That's what these people do. They just redefine the word. Birthing people, front hole havers, no women. <laughs> I mean, what, seriously, they just keep they just keep redefining yes. what we know is true, right? But it isn't. Yeah. So I guess right now, as far as the White House goes, we don't feel like we're no. In a so we're not. We don't feel like we are. So therefore, we're not. Well, it was like a buddy of mine said the other day, I feel like a 27-year-old guy in great shape with a lot of money that's attracting a ton of 23-year-old hot women. But it's not happening. (laughs) No, it's not. Well, there is reality at some point. Because you're not one. Right. Um, Oh, man. I'm seeing these other stories. Inflation hammering rural America. 91% of income used just to live. That was shocking when I saw it. I saw the same thing. Um. Walmart, their margin projections plummet as consumers tighten their budgets. Yep. It goes on and on and on. Do you want to know why this is happening? Do you want to know why? Why? Because we're in a recession! (laughs) Right. That does not not define a recession. And so that's what we point you to. That's what we're looking at is how the economy is currently in this moment. And the reason why is because Uh of the work uh, that this president has done, because of the American Rescue Plan and turning back Uh on uh, an economy uh, that was... Because flooding the market with cash... Yeah, pumping billions of dollars into an economy for for non-working people. Yeah, that worked out nicely. Well, no, you can actually, you know, anybody, I'm the only one I think, you never got any money either, did you, from the government? Did you get any money from the government? For what? For sitting on your can, for the great Build Back Better plan. No, there was the child tax credit. Well, yeah. You had to pay that back. Well, I know that. There were a lot of people that didn't know that. Hey, this is great. (laughs) I like you, babe. Free money. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> so that's going to be a big topic of conversation this week. By the way, um, as you mentioned before, Scott, I know David has too. Yeah. Um, when gas prices are going up, eh, you know, nothing the president could do about that. Nothing. It's not fair. You know, quit blaming Joe. He didn't do it. Putin did. They start coming down. Hey, look what this president's doing. Yeah, he's doing the end zone dance now. Okay, great thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So they put out a tweet yesterday. I don't know if you happen to notice it. Um, this is quite something. It was a couple of graphics about gas prices. Um, and one was supposed to say per person. And it's saying, hey, how much you're saving now as opposed to you know, the height of gas prices over a month ago. And now you're saving maybe $35 per person a month. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they want to say that's, that's significant. And you should know that. Okay? Okay. Except there was a a typo in that. Oh, okay. I don't know how they did it, um, but I think it said per piece uh, Missing the R. So the Peasons are making all kinds of money. That is true. They're rolling in it. Yes. I don't discriminate against Peasons. I know a couple. And you think to yourself, okay, that's going out to everybody. Uh Uh-huh. How does that happen? There's no, like, hey, let me gloss over this. Let me spell check it. Let me make sure there's nothing wrong with this. You know that how it happens. How does it happen? Well, because you sit at the, but it's a table. A bunch of people sit around. Nobody catches it. Nobody's competent. Nobody really does anything. They've been appointed. And this is how it happens. Okay. It wouldn't happen anywhere else, but hey. We don't need to go too deep into this. Yep. 
But as we've talked about before, you had a history in Top 40 radio along with other formats before you started doing talk, you yep. know, a couple of decades ago. Yep. Okay, let's say you're at, you know, Hits 101 or whatever. Right. And you're putting out a press release. Yes. About something the station's doing. And there's a typo in it, and it's not caught. What happens? I'd probably get fired. The GM has got you in his oh, office. How oh. does this happen? Oh, absolutely. This is the White House, dude. I know. I know. I know. I don't understand how that could be, but at least it made for a little laugh here. Uh, something else you should know, um, as far as a lot of legacy media, January 6th is still a huge story. No, it's not. Well, no. no, it's not. And, and again, this is somebody trying to force you into thinking that you need to care about it. Yes. And if you care about it, fine, care about it. But you know, this whole notion that I have to care about it, and if I don't care about it, I'm, I'm not an American. I just don't care about, uh, you know, government upheaval. I don't care about insurrections. This is, again, the person who, like, can't believe you don't like Jimmy Buffett. Okay. I mean, I'm using that as an example. You know, this has been called a show trial. Yeah. And then there's pushback. This is not a show trial. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no cross-examination anywhere. No, it's not honest. There's Nobody's not another calling. side. Right. It's all and hearsay evidence is allowed to be admissible all all the time. So you're saying it's like a show. It is a show. It's being produced by a TV producer who produces shows. Guess what? What? Even legacy media is calling it a show. Well, that's because that's what it is. Finally, yes. It was like a season finale. Yeah. A and so Tom Elliott from Grabian put together a montage because they all got the talking points. Mm -hmm. All parts of legacy media to talk about this as a season finale, the big prime timer last week about January 6th. What we are expecting tonight from the January 6th investigation is something that's been described as a season finale. Not show finale, but a season finale. There may be more seasons. There may be bonus episodes. The way that I've been talking about this hearing is that it's more the season finale than the series finale for the committee. The season finale, as it were, of their blockbuster hearings in primetime. A season finale of sorts. Thursday's primetime finale, so to speak. Does this feel to you like the series finale or the season finale for the January 6th committee? If it's one or two or maybe three of these people that come up with that, you're like, oh, that could happen. When it's every single one across all these channels? Such a good way to put it. We thought this was the season finale. Everybody's like, come back for more. There is hunger. There is new information. These are incendiary revel revelations. Even the things we thought we knew. What are you learning? I have no idea. Okay. This goes on and on. I mean, I can certainly play more if you want. It's up to you. This is the part that I don't quite understand. Because there are several questions that we still don't know the answer to when it comes to all this stuff. And there doesn't seem to be anybody that's all that interested in getting to the bottom of those questions. Like, why were the Capitol Police half-staffed? Why? We'll never know because there's they, no cross-examination at all. They had the intel. Right, but again, you'll, you're not going to know this. What about the bombs that were left at the DNC and RNC headquarters? Right. Where is the investigation on that? Yep. Why did Pelosi delay deploying the National Guard? Why? We're, we're learning it's a multi-dimensional scandal, right? Shape but you never the address these things. You know, the end of season one, as you're effectively doing, in a way that lets us know there may still be more to come and, and move towards mm -hmm. that in the season two, if necessary. It almost felt as if it was like the series finale. At one point, Liz Cheney said, stay tuned 
for September, which is like season two. There will it just goes on. Stay tuned for <laughs> September. So that's what it's going to be. We got to keep this thing out there, especially before the midterms. Trying out loud. promos right now. Okay, we don't think Biden's going to make it all four years, but how long does he have? Democrats don't even want to answer the question. That and much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. I'm Jamie Markley. That's Scott Robbins. David Van Camp, a well-deserved week off. Yeah. Um, just so you know. We're not going to be in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, in in the my president's view. view. Yeah. No, not a recession. Okay. We've talked about it before. There are a lot of Democrats just trying to make space between themselves and Biden. Right? Yeah. Cori Bush, Congresswoman, one of the squad... Well, she's a freak. What? Whoa! No, she's a freak. Go ahead. But that's all right. Well, you might want to say she might not be the brightest. No, she's she's part okay. of the freak squad. Okay. Yeah. Um, pretty simple question the reporter was asking. Um, local St. Louis affiliate, where she is, it seems like an easy one. She wanted no part of it. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? She's got to go. Yeah, I, you know. Uh, that's an easy question. That's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe I, Biden I don't run? want to answer that question because we have not, that's not, yeah, I don't want to answer that question. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the president and he has the right to to run for a second term. Absolutely. That's good. Right but I don't want to, I don't, I don't want, I'd rather you not do that okay. answer. You got like two minutes to get in the car. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got to get to the Well, thanks very much. The other thing. Yeah, I, I, I got to get to the other thing. No, she, no, they don't want him to run again. No. No, they don't. He's an anchor around their necks, their progressive necks. The funniest part to me is the manager. As soon as that question comes out, uh, we got to go. We got to go. You can barely pick that up when he says it. It's just funny to me. For a second term? She's got to go. She's got to go. That's an easy question. That's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe Biden? I don't want to answer that question because we have not. That's not. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question. We have not. That's not. No, I don't want to answer. I I want to, but I'm not going to. Now I'm going to cut him a break and say he has the right to. Yeah. Well. I know, I know of, that. Of course. Okay. Um, I mean, he's the president, and he has the right to to run for a second term. Absolutely. That's good. Right but I don't want to. Gotta I don't, go. I don't want. I'd rather you not. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Answer. You got like two minutes. I'd rather you not do that. The answer. That. Well, I'm sure because none, none of them want to answer it because they all know what the answer is. No, they don't want him to run. The squad doesn't want him to run. By the way, as we're talking about knives out for Biden within his own party, and you wonder, okay. Legacy media involved in that? It sure seems like it. Yeah, they are now. Along with tech. A lot of them, anyway. Well, CBS reporter Catherine Herridge shared a letter from Senator Chuck Grassley. Did you hear about this? Addressing FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Indicating that several credible sources inside the FBI had contacted him with information suggesting that Hunter Biden was being strategically protected from negative media attention. What? You joking me? So again, highly credible FBI whistleblowers saying, hey, uh, we got some information here. Um, he's being protected, Hunter Biden, from negative media attention. Well, we've known that all along. 
Does this mean anything that you have some FBI whistleblowers? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can gripe and moan about it all the time. Yeah. And do. And you wonder, is anything ever going to be done? Well, you wonder now. And the reason it would be done is because the Democrats are done with Joe Biden. And you wonder. Well, I think after the midterms, too, if the red wave happens like everyone's suggesting it will. I guess. You're going to see things amped up. Yeah, and this is part of what could bring him down in a heartbeat. Oh, sure. Because it's easy to tie that Hunter Biden money right to his dad. We've already seen it. Well, yeah. And Joe will resign. He'll have to spend time with his imaginary family. Well, you're talking about criminal stuff. Oh, yeah. If he if he's, in fact, entangled as, deep, as deeply as it appears he is, yeah. Yes. But again, if nothing else, you got Hunter needs to be held accountable for all this stuff. Oh my gosh, man. It goes on and on and on. But again, it's tied to Joe and Joe's brother. So more on that a little bit later. You made an observation. Uh, you were telling me it was somebody's birthday today. Uh, who is the same age as Joe Biden? Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones turned 79 years old today. Wow. What a drag it is getting old. Sure it is. <laughs> well, you think it's a drag for you. Mick Jagger... Yes. It's the exact same age. Now, again, Mick Jagger plays in front of hundreds of thousands of people, runs probably three miles a night on stage, yeah. jumps around, does all his stuff. He's 79, which is the same age as Joe Biden, who can't run to the bathroom. I mean, th- 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 this is what we talked about all the time. Like, there are 79-year-olds. You mentioned this before. There are 79-year-olds, and then there are 79-year-olds. Yes, I mean, it's completely different. And you would think a guy who'd been on the road, groupies, booze, drugs, rock and roll his entire life would be the one that would be ramshackled right now, not the freaking president of the United (laughs) States. So I got to ask then, are you saying that you're changing the argument? Because yesterday you were saying there should be age limits. Well, I, 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 I know. Maybe cognitive testing would be more in line. But again, who does it? When does it? You know. I don't know. Well, we were talking about pilots, and there's a problem with the pilots right now. They want to up the age to 67 now for yeah. forced retirement. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. No problem at all with that. But at any rate, I just found it amazing today when you start to realize one guy's 79, this guy's 79. Yeah. I mean, one guy forgets he's the pro- forgets what he does for a living, and the other guy is fronting the Rolling Stones in front of 100,000 people in Morocco. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, that guy um, like to be able to anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he has to remember all the words to the song, right? Well, you yeah. got a teleprompter, but Mick can read it. Yeah, that's that's one of the differences there. Unreal. Wow. Sometimes when someone puts a montage together, you forget how many hits. Oh my gosh. On my own playlist, personal playlist, there, there's a well over two dozen. Yeah. That doesn't even count the songs that I've just been burned out on. Right, over time. the album cuts, you know. Absolutely. Um, did you know there's a crisis at the border? Did you hear what a congressman said? This, this is a hot take next. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp off this week. There's Scott Robbins. Saw this little piece. You know, it's an ongoing story, the southern border. Yeah. It's a crisis. It's never stopped being a crisis. It still is. And I thought this was pretty interesting. And it's also heartbreaking. Just a warning. Ted Cruz slammed Biden and Kamala in this graphic video showing the horrifying effects of the drug cartel's influence on the influx of immigrants flooding the border. Saw this at Daily Wire. So the video showed the dead bodies of immigrants who did not survive. Including one of a father and a child laying face down in the water just as they had reached the land. Cruz tweeted, President Biden doesn't want Americans to know that he has been ignoring the narco-slave trade taking place along our southern border. And this is the story that's not told often enough. No. Because you have so many people on the left, and Biden, Kamala, we care about people. We, we want to grant asylum. What did we just hear yesterday? 95% of the people coming through don't qualify for asylum. No. But they still stay. Yes. And now the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, hey, this creates a problem for us. Well, you don't say. And there are people in Texas that said, yeah, welcome to the real world. Yeah, maybe you should have been out in front of this from day one, Eric, instead of, you know, backing the play of this crazy administration. Of course. So Cruz went on in the tweet saying, these children come in in debt to vicious cartels, thousands and thousands of dollars. And the teenage boys work for the gangs in every city in America. And the teenage girls experience a hell of a lot worse than that, with far too many of them human traffic into sex slavery. Man. You already knew that, right? Sure. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, you knew that. We all knew that. There's reports of it every day. But when you're reminded of it, and reminded of it, and that's the thing. Legacy media doesn't talk about those things. And it's on purpose. Because a lot of people in America would feel different if they knew about it. I'm convinced of that. Cruz went on to say, Biden and Kamala are responsible for the worst plague of slavery in America since the Civil War. This is not compassionate. This is not humane. This is barbaric. So then the video finishes by stating, abolish the narco slave trade. Um, and the story goes on to say, according to uh, Telemundo Investiga, who spoke with a number of different immigrants who had crossed the southern border. Drug cartels kidnap families both before and after they try to cross. Once kidnapped, they're forced to relinquish their cell phones, then told they will lose a finger if they don't contact their families and instruct them to pay ransom or the victims will be harmed. If the ransom's not paid, photographs of the victims who have been raped or beaten are sent sent then back to the families. It's the story not told. But it's something people should know. Gosh dang, man. You, know, you feel terrible for those people. Again, because they've been told, you just got to right. make it across. It's the land of opportunity. Even though people on the left here are like, oh, this is terrible. No one should ever want to come here. Awful place. Racist. Homophobic. Yeah. Every other phobic. White supremacy. You don't want to come here unbelievable and you know what the upside is i you know again you, you say why is this happening why are they allowing this to happen because they could stop it 
And really, they could stop it quickly. Sure. But they choose not to. So what's the motivation behind this? What's the motivation of the Democrat Party to allow this to continue to happen? Is it simply they get more voters? Is that the answer? Or perceived more voters? That used to be the thought, except... Is it because the labor is cheap? If they come over, then they can hire these people to work? I mean, what is the motivation behind this? We know what's happening. They're bringing fentanyl with them. They're killing Americans at a high rate. Young Americans at a high rate. Well, then you're getting into something else. Why are they doing it? Then you're talking about, is it, you know, like a world sort of activity altogether with the people that basically run the world? Yeah, I mean... To tear down the United States because this is how you do it. it. I suppose there's some truth to all of this, but it's just like, when you try to make sense of this, why do they see this happening and just continue to let it happen? I mean, they know how to stop it. Of course they, could, they do. They could stop it immediately. They choose not to. And then so, you have to ask the question, why? And they do it in some sort of fake humanitarian exercise right. that they, they throw behind it. Sounds pretty Marxist. It's just, it's... Yes. It's, it's just, I sit, I sit, I've pondered this for a long time. Like, why is this happening? Well, the easy answer is so they can buy votes. That's the easy answer. Seems but to be beyond got to be more than that, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Oh, I saw this real quick. Uh, Campus reform. (laughs) Survey conducted by the uh, student newspaper, the Harvard Crimson. Shockingly revealed that a number of uh, teachers there, professors, identified as liberal or very liberal. Yeah. You're talking 82.5%. Yeah. 16% identify as moderate. A mere 1.5% identify as conservative. Right. They want to be very inclusive there. Many forms of thought. Right. Right. (laughs) Less than 2% conservative? It's a place to broaden your horizons. 16% moderate, over 82% liberal or very liberal. Yeah. The conservatives are 80 games out of first place. Holy smokes. I mean, it's really something. It really is, man. You know what? Something else to bring up. Matt Walsh was talking about this. And I'm like... Is this true? Because libs of TikTok has unearthed a ton of stuff, if you're familiar um, <laughs> with libs of TikTok. And it's just showing video of liberals, and um, you're really talking about far-left people, with their own content. They're and putting people get it out so there. angry yeah. that they're being shown for who they are. Yeah, they're putting it out there. They're doing this. This okay. is just an aggregate. You collect them all here, yes. Okay, so for a while we were talking about, you know, this this whole trans activism thing infiltrating schools and into grade schools. Yep. You know, you're talking about early years of elementary and down to kindergarten. And then what do you hear? Fear mongers on the right. right. It's not happening. And you see video after video after video of these teachers. Would you believe an entire second grade class came out as like non-binary? No. No. Let's go to the audio from the teacher. So it took a couple of days for me to make this TikTok um, without crying because that's what I do. Um, please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, we'll try. One of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. And when he did so, once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. 
like I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. So the parents are the not safe people. <sighs> okay. And it just so happens, I mean, crazy percentages. Because you're talking about, you know, less than 1% of the population. But it just happens to be everyone in that second grade class has changed pronouns. Okay? Remarkable. There's no social contagion going on here. Mm -hmm. Do you know the average second grader? You've been around a second grader for a while? Well, yeah. Dude, they're not capable of making these types of decisions. They're no. influenced very easily. Well, it was the Bill Maher quote, right? Remember that? I mean, when I was in second grade, I told my parents I wanted to be a pirate, but they didn't remove an eye and a leg. <laughs> yes. They didn't put a peg leg on me, put a patch over my eye. I mean, it didn't happen. Right. No. You, it's, it's You're in second grade. Yes. I don't know. It's I mean, like Van Camp talking about his daughter saying she's a dinosaur. We're right. like, yeah, I think that's why Matt Walsh made the book Johnny the Walrus. Yeah, because he thought he was a walrus. Yes. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. I don't know whether to cry or not. They all identified as walruses. Let's have reconstructive surgery and turn her into a real dinosaur <laughs> at second grade. It goes on. Why are kids feeling unsafe? What? Because you're a nut. And furthermore, why does everyone talk about how, how are the kids going to understand? Kids understand it. It's easy for them. It's the adults who have all of the issues no, and oh, hang-ups and bullshit. Kids are fine. Such happy people, aren't they? Joyful. By the way, don't ever say the word groomer. Okay? That is now deemed hateful. To even mention that word. Can't say it. And the thing is, you feel... Except so, that's grooming. You feel so protected in your position that even putting that out there, if they see it, so what? What are they going to do? Fire me? You should be fired. My goodness, dude. But you put... I can't imagine why parents want to take their kids out of public school. I can't either. I can't. I can't either. And that really, that used to be something that was a big campaign issue. Vouchers. Yes. I mean, like back in the Reagan days, it started in the 80s. Oh, it's been around. Yeah. Been yeah around for quite a while. Voucher. Hey, listen, if I got to pay taxes for a school, I don't want to send my kids to. Then how about you giving me a voucher so I can send them to a private school? Well, we can't do that. Urgh. Yeah, that's why Arizona. Destruction of the educational system. It. Yes. Um, mention this real quick. Um, it's a health story. And the question is, do you have trouble opening jars? The headline grabs your attention because it says it might be a sign you're dying. Well, we're all dying. In one way or another. Yeah. Yes. But this is research out of Austria. It has found that weak hand grip strength may signal more serious health issues. Hmm. Heart problems, lung issues, lower life expectancy. Now, before your heart attacks, did you notice a lack of hand strength? No. I mean, I always noticed your handshake was a little limpy. You did not. Oh, yeah. I never shook about your hand. Everybody I, talked about that's it. That's a lie. Yeah, that's, that's a lie. That's I made lie. that up. I was going to say, because I don't shake hands <laughs> limply. When I shake hands, you know you've had your hand shook. <laughs> You're well, very and, you secure know, it's in it. It's interesting you bring this up, because... Uh, Lady in my life gave me a, a jar of something this weekend. Said, "Could you open this?" And I said, "Sure." So I just twisted it and opened it, and there it was. Oh, okay. So I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, darn right." Okay, heck yeah, I'm a man. Damn it, it's going to be me. a measuring contest. Look later. at me open this Is jar of applesauce. Look at that. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, they say it can 
assess overall muscle strength. And that has proven to be a fairly accurate indicator of mortality. Wow. So they created different ranges of strength that could be measured and then compared to others, same age, sex, body height, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But they said, by the way, it doesn't work both ways. So if you have weaker than average strength, yeah, it could be something. But if you have stronger than average, as far as a hand grip, it doesn't mean you'll live extra long. Yeah, because sometimes you shake somebody's hand like they can halfway break it. Yeah. You ever shook hands with these dudes? Yeah, and there's okay. other... Hey, hey. Other guys that go firm, and then if you know them well, when they really have a lot of hang, hand strength, like my father-in-law, yeah, who is you know getting up there, high seventies, like eighty, mm-hmm. with his grandsons that are like twenty-three, he'll break them down when he shakes their hand, like here, weak. Give me that hand right there. He's one of those dudes. I do recall shaking his hand once. It was very firm. <laughs> I do. I, dude, I so, absolutely do. Yeah. It's very, very strong. Yeah. No doubt about it. Okay, got an NFL team moving out of the city, wants to move to the suburbs. Safer there? Wow, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. This is Joe Reinagle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Let's go. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out this week. Back next week. There's Scott Robbins. And it seems like, if not every day, every other day, you're looking up at the news monitor and there's something else going on in New York City with crime. Yeah. Cops fighting this... Was it a teenage guy throwing punches back? Yep. And they do this all the time because, Every day. well, how long are they going to actually stay in jail? Not long. Well, until lunch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might miss a meal. Mm-hmm. But as far as running from the cops right. or fighting back, what's the punishment? No, the guy, <laughs> no. Guy tries to kill the person running for governor. He's right back out. <laughs> bond free. No like, bond. Just release him. Oh, you know what? This is a bad look. Uh, let's arrest him on a federal charge. Okay. Unbelievable. I mean, it's it's really, it's truly breathtakingly stupid what's going on there and dangerous. Yes. And yes. some would say in a lot of other American cities, and Chicago being one of them. Absolutely. So the Chicago Bears are moving out of Chicago. Is this a done deal? They plan to move to Arlington Park. Wow. They've been talking about this for a long time. Yes. So the incredible mayor... In Chicago, Lori Lightfoot mm-hmm. proposed a $900 million to $2.2 billion offer to convince the Bears to stay. Come on. They're not interested. No. They don't even want to talk. Like, now we're going to this other location. They've been, they've been telling them this forever. That, you know, the, the stadium needs updating and the crime around here, we don't have a, we got a terrible parking situation. I mean, they've been telling them forever. So, why are you yelling? I don't know. It just frustrates me because now all of a sudden there's $2 billion laying around. Yeah. The team said, as part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we're not pursuing alternative stadium deals or sites, including renovations to Soldier Field, while we're under contract. It's done. Yeah, done deal. Um. So anyway, Lightfoot is doing everything possible now, saying, we're trying to do everything. You know, we're making it a better deal for them. Okay, big press release yesterday. We would cover three different renovation options that could result in either a fully enclosed stadium, a dome stadium, or a multi-purpose stadium suitable for soccer games and concerts. You'd do all of this 
don't move. So they launched a website. Reimagine Soldier Field. Reimagine, you know. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, it's too late. Well, you think about that, too, whether Chicago or just Illinois. The Bears out of Chicago, Citadel, Boeing, Caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a briefcase full of disappointments there. Oh, my goodness. How, yes. how in the world? First of all, I don't know how she became mayor. She obviously is not up for the job, doesn't have the mental capacity to do it. So a lot of these people that get elected in major cities, there's just a ton of money put into them. Jeez. Sometimes it's Soros. Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, yeah, that, I feel uh, bad for the city of Chicago. I mean, the Bears have been a part of that city for decades. Of course. And now they're just going to up and go, and they can. Yes. But again, this is something they've been threatening to do and telling them they're going to do for a long, long time. I think they got tired of waiting around and went, okay, fine. You're not going to help us here, so we're out. Don't know if you saw this story. Um, an electric bus burst into flames. Connecticut. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It happened the other day. But it Story didn't emit smoke from the bus. It was on fire, <laughs> but there was no smoke. Yeah. Well, the fire official said lithium-ion battery fires are difficult to extinguish due to the thermal chemical process that produces great heat. Awesome. And continually reignites. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Just get an electric vehicle. It'll be all right. Yeah, that's all right. It'll be all right. This is the market. San Antonio's Rock News, Rock. Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Off this week, back on Monday, there's Scott Robbins. I know, the recession. Oh, don't say recession, not yet. Okay. We're redefining what a recession is now. No, we're not. The, he the is, White House The is. White House is. Yeah, we know it to be not be true. That's a big story. There are a lot of different things out there. But just so you know, we're not done with COVID yet now. Maybe some masks are coming back. Jeez. You heard Fauci. How this guy still has a job. Unbelievable. It's frustrating. But what are we talking about here? In what case and what scenario? Or in a zone or a, or, a, or a county, a state, or a city that has a very high level of dynamic of viral circulation, the yeah. CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work, uh, Anything that brings people together in a closed uh, environment. Schools again? Oh, yeah. After everything the kids have been put there. No, you can't. You can't let this happen, parents. You cannot let this happen again. That is good public health practice. Hmm. Or in a zone. Yeah. A zone. Here we go again. Zones, color codes. Okay. <sighs> and he was on CNN this morning. He's, well, he's popped out of the wormhole again. He's been making the rounds here recently. And asked about, hey, Republicans have said 
said there's going to be an investigation. It's another way, a reason I'm hoping for a big red wave so they can jerk him up in front of a congressional panel. Well, he's done nothing wrong, he oh, said. Okay, then you got to prove that. I don't think you can. So anyway. You know, it's interesting. He was on with Brett Bear on Fox the other day. I know not everybody's a fan of Brett Bear, but a lot of people did think he did a good job with the interview. And, you know, talking about the whole lab leak thing. Yeah. Because of the emails that were unearthed. And Fauci is saying that, yeah, he's still, he's trying to sell that, yeah, a lot of people think that uh, it was natural. It wasn't from the lab. Are you kidding? Upon re-looking at this carefully now, we think it's more likely that it was a natural evolution. And Come you still on. believe that? Lab there are more and more organizations I, that point no, right I, to I, a lab leak. No, no, that's not so, Brett. No, I mean, there are more it people isn't. saying it. It's both, not so at both all. Both here and around the, well, around well, the well, world. More, yeah, but, yeah, but, all around the world. Say, so, well, more than likely, it came from the lab. He still... I can't believe that. That sounds like it was from two years ago. That was just the other day. I know. It's, it's insanity. He's gone back to that. Yeah. Roll. But, but, Brett, more people saying it doesn't mean there's more evidence okay. of it. Now, we always must, and I'll be very official about this, you keep an open mind to any possibility. <laughs> and I have been of that bent from the very beginning. Oh. But if you ask me and a lot of qualified virologists, looking at the evolution of this and the Okay, time out. I, I just want to time out right there. You remember when Marty McCary was talking not that long ago about the whole lab leak theory? And I think he was talking with Georgia Howe. And this is what he mentioned. We now have records Fox News has obtained that show that scientists in that initial emergency meeting from top labs in the United States said, basically, this is likely from the lab. And one of them even said it's likely engineered. And after that, there was sort of a pact made to not speak publicly because it would so-called feed the, the conspiracists. And both those scientists who said it was a lab leak came out publicly and said they don't think it's a lab leak soon after. Both were awarded a total of $9 million in NIH funding after that time. So it does look bad for sure. Look bad? <laughs> Holy smokes, man. But back now to Fauci talking with Brett Baer. And the epidemiological circumstances. You talk to people that have nothing to do with us here. We look at Australian investigators, uh. people from the UK, people from Canada. Mm -hmm. They say we have an open mind, well, but it looks very, very much like this was a natural occurrence. I mean, Dr. Fauci, just to be honest, that when, you read those, open mind. when you read those emails, it does not sound like you have an open mind. When you read the email from no, no, um, Kirsten Anderson, who says the unusual features of the virus make yeah. up a real small part of the genome, and one has to right. look really closely at but, the sequences to see that some features look engineered, uh -oh. and you say this is a shiny object and it'll go away. It does not sound like you're right. open-minded to it. Uh oh Well... Have you heard this before? Nope. First time. It's interesting, isn't it? Yep. Well, what does Tony Fauci yeah, I was just gonna say? How does to he that? respond to that? Brett, I, I know you're a good person. I know you a long time. If you take a group of emails when people are considering and thinking out loud and you stop there and don't look at the weeks of careful examination by those same people that wrote the emails and then say, you know, now that we've looked at it, in the published peer-reviewed <laughs> literature, they explain very clearly why they think it's a natural occurrence. 
What is that code for? You've always been a good guy, Brett. You know, I came here. Meaning, to your house I can't believe Christmas you've gone dinner, to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. what Brett, happened here? You used to just ask me the softballs, and that's the way it was supposed to be. You and know. now you're getting all like reporter like with look me. Look at the full body of work here. Hmm. Can't have that. Man. There's just a little bit. I know this is a long clip. No, Why it's... they think it's a natural occurrence. The same people who... Yeah, get to the end. Oh, I did not. Okay. I don't, I, you, but this is where it's going. And you, you know that there's a Brett, Senator Paul and others are calling for you to testify. Oh, yeah. Fine. And will you? But let me tell you, that'll be fine. Because what you need to do, Brett... I know you're better than this. You go what? to the people who are there, and if you okay. think I've got independent a, scientists, I've got to run because I'm going to hit a computer break. You know, I know, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for the time. We'll be right back. Right. All right. All right. Good. Good to talk. Yeah, you're better than that. What are you doing, asking me real questions here, holding my feet to the fire with mm-hmm. all these facts, Brett? We can't have that. I sent you a bobblehead. Man, oh man. God. Speaking of facts, I yeah. uh, saw this at Daily Wire. Uh, somebody that underwent gender transition surgery that wanted to let people know here's uh, what the media doesn't tell you. Maybe you've heard of this guy, Scott Nugent, no. who underwent the surgery. Dude, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. So it was like this whole op ed that he writes telling his story. And it's worth a read. I can highlight parts of it. It's a little brutal, but it's just so you know, th- well, this is the part that they don't tell you about and how many people that go through a gender transition surgery then regret it because those people are shunned. They don't have a voice. No, no, they don't. They're canceled. He just talks about uh, part of this. I can't even say um, shaking his head to alleviate the pain and disorientation I'll flash back. Um, he had passed out again from the pain of having six inches of bacteria-infected hair on the inside of his Rita. Now, I can really now say this it. is somebody who transitioned to a male from female, or female to male. This is okay. male to female. Male to female. Yes. So the name Scott threw me off there. For yes. A second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The infection so severe, I had a silicon tube placed in my arm to deliver oh, anab- antibiotics. Gosh. Every morning I woke to the pain. Took everything I had to get dressed for work, hobbled to my car, entered the hospital, and received the antibiotics. Survival itself became a struggle. Uh, that's probably enough. Again, if we had a real news media they would tell you all parts of all these stories, at least in my opinion. Well, I mean, for the record, 60 Minutes tried. You know what? You're right. I mean, that was a mainstream media presentation that I still can't get over that I actually saw. But, yeah, they did bring people on. I'm like, hey, you know what? This is a bad deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm screwed up for the rest of my life. Yeah, they were telling both sides of a story. Yeah, they did. They actually did their job. And, man, the outcry was there. Oh, yeah. In the far left. Yeah. How dare you do your job? My gosh, man. Well, you know, the Trumpster is returning to Washington, D.C. today. I heard that. I heard the tour stops in Washington, D.C. for a one show only. Yes, mm-hmm. delivering a speech on crime. Oh, that ought to be a doozy. 
Well, you know what they're going to say. You know, they're going to talk about the insurrection. How can this guy have the moral cojones to talk about crime? Okay, I think if you are level-headed at all, you know there is a difference between January 6th and the crime you see on the streets every day in America. There's not going to be any distinction drawn. You know this. Well, you could just go back to, say, January 6th. Well, if you go by percentages... And the left's rules, it was overwhelmingly peaceful. Well, yeah. It was. No, they'll just discredit him that way, though. That's what they'll do. Well, crime's going to be a huge problem. Well, it is a huge problem. For the left in the upcoming election. You know that? Well, yeah. A huge problem. Um, Something else real quick, as Biden continues to say, hey, we're not going to be in a recession. And you see all these different indicators. Listen, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. But when you see just a little story like Walmart, their margin projections plummet as consumers tighten their budgets. Yeah, Walmart. Uh, Retail giant announced that its earnings per share will fall between 8% to 9% for the second quarter and 11 to 13% for the year. Daddy-o. The result of inflationary pressures and their effects on American consumers. But yet I keep hearing in all these different spots from legacy media, a consumer confidence continues to be strong. There's something that doesn't connect. Do you ever think about that? Do you, sure. Have you figured it out? What does that mean? When you just talk to regular people, yeah. does it seem like confidence is high? Again, I don't know what metric they're using Yeah, to, to concoct this formula they've come up with. Yeah. But since they're using a completely different metric to determine whether or not we're in a recession or not, yeah, I don't know what has to happen before they ad- admit that that's what we're in. Well, how are you feeling about your upcoming trip to four ball games in Kansas City and all the driving that it takes to get there? Is it going to cost you more than usual? Well, the good news is we'll be in Missouri for half the trip, so the gas will be cheaper. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, everything's more expensive. Yes, the hotel's going to be more expensive. Yep. Everything's more expensive, yeah. The food. Right. Yeah. That's why I take one trip a year. And that's it. For four days only. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same trip, and got, you happen to like it. Yeah, that's I need what relatives you're do. spread out all over the country like other people. I can just go bunk with them. Yeah. It's the place to stay. Right. Well, this was predicted uh, when Elon Musk was talking about buying Twitter, that people were going to come for him. The federal government has launched a systemic racism probe into Tesla. That and much more coming up. This is Nora O'Donnell from CBS News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to my hometown of San Antonio and South Texas. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out this week, back on Monday. Well-deserved vacation. There's Scott Robbins. So when Elon Musk started talking about buying Twitter, it was predicted, man, people are going to come after him hard. Oh, yeah. He's the enemy now. Absolutely. And so I thought of that when I saw the headline of the story. Federal government launches systemic racism probe into Tesla. Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. His company, you know. Yeah, I know that, but I mean, what has he ever done? This is news to me. Well, in February, California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing said it had been 
receiving hundreds of complaints from African-American workers who claimed they had been segregated to, quote, the lowest levels of the workforce at the company and lacked representation in the ranks of executives, senior officials, and managers. Okay. And so Tesla said that it will begin the mandatory pre-filing conciliation process with the EEOC, according to the document. At the same time, Tesla had formally called the DFEH investigation misguided in an attempt to generate publicity. Why would they say that? Well, they noted that every one of the more than 50 discrimination accusations faced by Tesla over the past five years have been debunked by the DFEH. Right, yeah. So all 50 debunked. We need the federal government to launch in this an investigation. Well, we didn't get the answer we wanted. We've got to keep going until we find it. We've got to keep spending money until we find the answer we want. So in a post, Tesla's statement was, it therefore strains credibility for the agency to now allege, after a three-year investigation, that systemic racial discrimination and harassment somehow existed at Tesla. And they get, uh, or a narrative spun by the DFEH and a handful of plaintiff firms uh, to generate publicity is not factual proof. Hmm. So you see the headline, you're like, okay, what's this all about? Oh, we'll see if there's really anything there. Right. From right now, it doesn't sound like it. Elon Musk, of course, also in the news because it was reported he had a little flingy with his good buddy, the guy that uh, co-founded Google. Well, now they're saying Sergei he didn't, Brin. right? Is that right now? Now he's saying he, he denies it? That he never does happened. deny it. Yeah. Then he tweeted out a photo of he and Brent partying together. Right. Recent photo, too. Yes. Yeah. And said, there's nothing to that. I'm watching one of those Entertainment Tonight shows or something last night. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this yesterday, and... I, if I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard correctly. Nine kids with three different women? It sounds like Holy it's... smokes, man. Dude. Can you figure out how that happens yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no wonder he's like got to make all this money. Can you imagine the child support this dude's paying? I don't think it's a Holy problem for him. Holy smokes. I don't think so. Um, and he mentioned, this was just a little while ago, tweeted out, the amount of attention on me has gone supernova, which super sucks. Unfortunately, even trivial articles about me generate a lot of clicks. That's true. We'll try my best to be heads down focused on doing useful things for civilization. That's what he said. Golly. Yes. Another tweet that he had put out was something about not having sex in a long time. Well, he he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> guy's a menace. <laughs> <laughs> They're impregnating women all over the country. Does that usually stop guys from, you know, you know I've just gotten too many women pregnant. No, it usually it's not one that's going to stop anytime soon. You know, at what point do you have enough kids? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, here's a quick question for you when it comes to COVID. Yeah. You know anybody that's just not had it? Have not had it? Have not had yeah, it. Yeah, some people. Yeah, I know some people who have not had it. Okay. Um, saw this. This was in the Wall Street Journal. They'll say, if you think you've never had it, uh, chances are you actually have and you just didn't know it. I've heard people say that. Yeah. 40%. 40% of all cases, asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah, they thought they had it, but you know they didn't know. Yes. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. And I usually ask David, but David's gone, so I'm asking Robin's. Biggest story of the day is what? Redefining words. Like what? Um, well, we can start with recession. 
seems the White House has decided to redefine what exactly a recession is, although we've been using the same gauge for decades now. Yeah, but this is different. Right, this is a different recession. This is unlike anything we've seen before. Right. Which I suppose you can make that argument. But again, you can't redefine it now. Well, no, you can't it redefine is it now. It what is, it is. Right, it is what it is. Yeah, we came out of a pandemic. I get it. Yeah, 9% unemployment, two quarters in a row of backwards progress, of lack of progress. Yes, that's a recession. <laughs> yes, it is. Another big story out there, antidepressants and chemical imbalance in the brain. Is it true? Next. This is Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp, the millennial, he's off this week. Well-deserved vacation. The sexy boomer right there. Yeah, That's baby. Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. He gave it a yeah, baby. Well, you know, yeah. I'm trying to live up to the, the the moniker. I think you do it well. Slip it into the Barry White frame of mind now. You know who else has a lower voice right now? Who's that? We're not going to be in a recession, yeah. uh, in my view. Uh... Not going to be in a recession. Yeah, it's a little froggy there, Joe. Do you think most of the American people, when they hear recession, do they care one way or another? Isn't most everything? Do how does it? How does it affect me? And I'm being affected. Well, you yeah, can call I, whatever you want. I mean, I've said this for a long time. I mean, all politics are are really selfish. How does this impact me? Yeah. And then to extend that even further, how does it affect me and my family or people that are close to me? That's all I care about. You don't care about this? <laughs> no, I really don't. I mean, I can tell you I care about it because it makes me feel like a better person, but I really don't. How does this affect me? Yeah. And that's how people vote. That's always how people vote. And again, so they're trying to redefine what a recession is to yeah, stay away is from the word. Complete lie. Yes. Well, I guess it's all about the midterms. Just call it something different. Don't call it this. They need to look past the midterms at this point. They're going to get their fanny handed to them. That's what most people think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're going to get their fanny handed to them. And rightfully so, by the way. Dude, every metric you look at yeah, right you, now, right. Every, every single it's one. the policies are upside down with the Democrats. Yeah, and it's hurting everybody else. That's very true. So you should care about January. I don't. The Here's other what part. I do care about. $18 for a dozen eggs. Yeah. And gas prices. And gas prices. prices. That's what I care you know, about. Yeah. All of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's been predicted is, boy, we're going to hear a lot more about COVID in the fall. The fears are going to be back. Well, yeah, we need that because, after all, we can't have you know people actually going to the polls and voting. Well, here's the thing, at least to me. You look at the polling data. People don't trust the way they once did, whether it's the government, whether it's the health industry, whatever it is. Trust is down because people understand they've been lied to again and again and again. When people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. <laughs> Just as an example. By the way, who was it that put together the montage? I would like to give him credit. Now I can't remember. 
It was all the people that were saying, hey, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get it. Oh, my gosh. And then them saying, well, I got it. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Hey, folks, guess you heard this morning I tested positive for COVID. (laughs) And when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. Dr. Fauci says he has COVID again. (laughs) If you've done the right thing and gotten vaccinated, you deserve the freedom to be safe from COVID-19. And this morning, I learned I I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. That's Trudeau there. Yeah. Up in Canada. Yeah, because you're all liars. Yes. You're all liars. Every single one of you. Yeah. Well, goes we were on. just going with the information we had, and everything's evolved since then. And... Yeah. Three doses that you can prevent it, not just from serious illness, but from getting this virus, this Omicron variant, and therefore giving it to others. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is in quarantine for seven days after testing positive to COVID. So I, I'm fully vaccinated. It gives me some comfort. Anthony Albanese has just tested positive for coronavirus. And it just goes on. Right? And again, what is it? Hey, we were going by what we knew at the time. How can you blame these people for that now? Right? Well, I have a big problem with that now. Yeah. You know what it is? I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines, and it made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It will, but let's be very clear. Oh, you already were. Let's Dr. be very clear. Dr. Now. Deborah Burks, yes. I always knew. Yeah. Always knew. Wasn't going to stop the spread. But we didn't trust people. We thought maybe they'd do the wrong thing in our eyes. We don't want you making your own decisions. No. We want to control you. And we don't trust you knuckle-draggers to make the right decision. So we're going to lie to you. That's basically what it and is. And they did. Yes. Yes. There's I don't know no how disputing you can see that. the fact that they lied about it. Because this went from not getting the virus to if you get it, you won't be hospitalized to if you get it, maybe you won't be a sick to if you get it, you won't die. Right. I mean, this... this but then you leave the mandate morph, in place. Right. And how many people lost their jobs and their livelihood because of these mandates that you put in place or until people were not vaccinated, they couldn't come to work? Yes. I'm like, I don't want to be vaccinated. Well, you can't work. Sorry. Still going on with military. Dude, it's still going on with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes. Every team that goes to Canada to play baseball, every player who hasn't been vaccinated right. has to stay home. This is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And they say, yeah, but it's really going to stop you for your health. Yeah. Well, then let me make that decision. But it won't stop it. That's just it. And so, well, you know, here's brings not, me we, to this. Before we leave this topic yes, real quick, I, want, I just want to mention this. You had the two shots, right? Those two shots will protect you. Well, you might want to get this, this, this extra shot here, right? You might want to get the booster. Yeah, because the whole thing was you got Omicron now, and this right. Omicron thing, wow. And that went from get another booster, yes, which has now gone to, well, there's a specific vaccination coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I mean, just start putting it in our water system. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, and then you're like, you got to get your kids vaccinated. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, it's safe. Except it isn't. It's safe. Yeah. Trust us on this, okay? Which, before I move on that topic, there's one other little piece I want to play for you. Yeah. This has been making the rounds. 
And if I'm to understand it right, and this is what the way it was labeled, it was Fauci in 1999 talking about an AIDS vaccine and why it was dangerous. Have you heard this at all? Nope. Okay. Again, Fauci years ago. Um, it's set up by the voice narrating, and then you'll, of course, know when Fauci is talking. Many scientists are beginning to believe that a vaccine against AIDS may be impossible to make and too dangerous to test. If you take it and then a year goes by and everybody's fine, then you say, okay, that's good. Now let's give it to uh, 500 people. And then a year goes by and everything's fine. You say, well, then now let's give it to thousands of people. And then you find out that it takes 12 years for all hell to break loose. And then what have you done? Yeah. That's remarkable. I have not heard that. Yeah. But in eight months, we can push it and force people to take a vaccine. We don't have any idea. Right. We don't know is the 12 answer. years. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. And again, if you listen to the show, we've been all over the place with the vaccines. At first, you're like, well, I guess I trust it. I don't yeah. know. Right. You really don't know. But the one thing that we have learned again and again is we can't trust the people that at one time we thought we could trust. Now, if you're a person who said, I never trusted them, well, you're smarter. <laughs> Tip the cap. You just don't know what to do. And then you're in this situation where, man, I don't feel great about it, but I also don't want to be the one to kill grandma. Well, yeah, because that's what we were told. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to be responsible for killing grandma. Yes. And you're just not quite sure. But to me, and I know it's it's a small little clip. But this said everything. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we owe... Stunning. Stunning. Not much has been made of that. That's huge. You they always asked, knew. You anybody, all always knew. Has anybody asked Fauci about that? If they have, I haven't heard that it That clip? Because he obviously was in on these meetings, I would think. He's not going to be honest anyway. Holy he, smokes, he hasn't man. Been. So that brings me to this, and I talked about it uh, later last week. Briefly mentioned it yesterday. And that is that huge study that was done in London about antidepressants. And that there's no way to prove the theory of a chemical imbalance in the brain. Mm-hmm. Now, and I've been told that, man, how long has it been now? Uh, 17 years? If you know me, it wouldn't be a stretch to think that I have a chemical imbalance in the brain. No, yeah, no. Self-admitted. What do you call me on this show? It's not mentally challenged. No, no. no. Oh, I have a mental illness. It, it, well, That's do. what you say. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but he, he is mentally ill. Thank you. But it doesn't see what this proves, though, every day. Just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean you can't make a living. Thank you. There you go. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I was diagnosed ADHD. Yeah. That was 2005. Yeah, he's off his nut. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not going to say we were setting the world on fire. We weren't partners at no, the no, time, no, but no, we had no. a decent career going. Yeah, everything it wasn't was going like okay. you couldn't function. It was fine. No, you were functioning. You were a highly functioning. You were a poster boy for it. Yeah. But what it was at the time was a job yeah. that honestly, and if you talk to anybody, I don't want to go deep into it, but if you're programming two stations and trying to do a talk show, yeah. it's it's a lot on your plate. And I yeah. could not keep a lot of it straight, and I sucked at all of them. Right. Um, and someone mentioned something about ADHD, and I went and got tested. And yeah, yeah you were. Need to, need to put you on some Ritalin, mm-hmm. some Adderall. And now you have this study out 
where you're talking about depression and basically the lies have been out there for a long time of a chemical imbalance sort of theory. Now that's not to say if you take an antidepressant that it can't help you because it can help sure. people. Yeah. Sometimes they don't know long term exactly what that's doing to you. They just don't know. And so with the study that was done, it was an eye opener to people where a placebo is just as effective 82% of the time as an antidepressant. But at the same time, for the people that took the placebo compared to the people that took the antidepressant, the mm -hmm. people that actually took the antidepressant were then more likely to have suicidal thoughts. Right. Holy yeah, I mean, smokes! It's, it's frightening. I mean, it really is. And the amount of people versus the population of the U.S. that are currently on some sort of mind-altering drugs... Yes. It's like, what, what, 300 and some odd million and 250 million people are right. on some sort of mind-altering drug. Yeah. And then did you see the clip that Tucker played of Tom Cruise from 07? It was from 05. Or 05? Yeah, with Matt Lauer. With I Matt remember. Lauer? And yes. everybody thought he was a kook. Yes, remember I thought that? he was a kook. Tom Cruise is a kook. Turns and out he, he was right. And if you didn't hear it, he was saying there's no such thing as a chemical imbalance. That's what he said. Yep. People are taking these psycho, psycho drugs, basically, like a tropic drugs, and they don't know what it's doing to them, but it's altering your mind. Mm -hmm. So this, to me, is a massive story because of the millions of people that take I it. I think it's a big story, too. I agree. But with you're you. not seeing it anywhere. No. Why? Well, because Merck sponsors everything. And Pfizer. And Pfizer. And there's money involved in it, tied up in it. Yeah. That's pretty wild, man. Um, and Tucker last night had dude that authored a book yep. that had dealt with depression, saying that drugs are not the answer to depression. It can help some people, again. Yeah, he, yeah, he was a caveat there, yeah. But it was not the long-term answer. Um, here's just a little part of what he had to say. For example, here in Britain, there was a huge program of encouraging depressed and anxious people when they came to the doctor to first try taking part in gardening programs. It turned out to be twice as effective as giving people drugs because it was dealing with their loneliness. When we understand what's really causing depression and anxiety, we can get to the real solutions. And that's, what, that, that's what's so important. Your pain makes sense. We need to stop insulting that pain and start listening to it because it's telling us something we really need to hear. What he's saying is people go to a doctor and say, yeah, I Here's way. Here's the way I'm feeling, and so often it's like, well, you, you're depressed. We need to get you some antidepressants mm -hmm. instead of getting to the root of that person's issues because it's telling you something the way you feel, and you try to get at that instead of just masking it. That's part of the point. Yep. But man, oh man, the amount of people that are taking those all the time. We'll see if anybody picks up that story. We'll wait and see. Mm. Okay. Much more to get to. Uh, news update. And also, do you know anyone that's been a part of a bridal party anytime recently? The amount of money and what's no. expected? Holy smokes. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Dana Lash congratulating KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, 
He's out this week, back on Monday. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, most people think, okay, when we're looking at the United States' biggest enemy, who would it be? China. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, just saw this headline. News update here from Daily Wire. Top Federal Reserve officials with known links to China still have jobs. <laughs> Of course they do. This is a Senate Republican report. I'll just read from it. Chinese government carried out a decade-long information theft campaign against the Federal Reserve. This is a report that just came out today from Republican members of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. The Federal Reserve, charged with executing a dual mandate of maximum employment and stable prices, is presently determining policy to navigate the U.S. economy course, through the highest inflation rates in four decades. The report found that China, which holds nearly one trillion in Treasury securities, has used talent plan recruitment and promises of academic positions in an effort to gain influence and glean information from the central bank. They do this all over the place. It's universities. I think a lot of people might be surprised. The Federal Reserve? Really? Uh, The report said the Chinese government makes no secret of wanting to be the world's superpower. No sector or institution is off-limits. China has shown that it will use any means necessary to achieve its goals. And it makes me think of Fang Fang. Eric Swalwell. Yeah. An affair with a Chinese spy. Mm -hmm. He's still on our defense committee. How is that possible? China. (laughs) Yeah, I know we're talking. No, about I don't China. know. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that happens. How's this guy? I mean, seriously, he's the most unserious knucklehead. I mean, he's in the top five, certainly. I, knucklehead, yes. You have an affair with a Chinese spy. Well, she promised not to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you wonder what is this all about. This right. doesn't make any sense. Right. Oh, I mentioned real quick a much lighter story. Um. Bridal parties getting so expensive. If you are a bridesmaid yeah. or maid of honor, upwards of $1,900. That's insanity. Because anymore, <laughs> it's not a one-day event or a one-night event. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a destination weekend. You know, you know when things are going to change when guys are selected to be bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's coming, right? They'll go, no, it's I'm It's already not. been happening, to be honest. Oh, I don't know if you knew that or not. But yeah, that's, oh, yes, that's absolutely a thing. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is off this week. Scott Robbins is here. What were you just talking about? Oh, we have a friend of our mutual friend of ours who just sent me a, a picture of uh, the ch- children's section at a Walmart. Yes. And uh, he took the picture and he captioned it with, so they're trying to tell us they're not targeting our kids. 
And in the kids section with the other dolls, the Barbies and whatnot, there's a selection of RuPaul dolls you can buy for your daughter. Oh, from RuPaul's Drag Race. From RuPaul's Drag Race, Jamie. That's correct. Got it. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Nothing to see. What's wrong with that? Did you hear this whole thing? You can't use the word groomer anymore? I heard that. I heard you can't say that anymore. It's unallowed. booted off of social media. You can't say that. It's hateful. As a matter of fact, it's gotten so bad that if you take your dog in, it's to the dog barber now. I don't think that's true. No longer the groomer. Stop it. Okay. I made that up. Well, a lot of times you're saying... What is the deal with the kids in kindergarten through second grade? Why do you care so much about talking about trans issues? I don't get that either. Why is that? They well, can't you comprehend know it. Right. Oh, no, they're fine. It's the adults that have the problem. problem. Oh, that's absolutely not true. And kids can use their pronouns in class, but they can't use them at home? Don't tell your parents. Yes. Gosh, dang it. I got a clip I can play for you. This was a libs of TikTok. I didn't even plan on doing this right now. Oh, no, you should play this. Yeah, you played it really early, but you should play it again. No, this is a different one. Oh, this is a different one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. um, So set this one up. Okay. This is a teacher talking about how to treat report cards. They don't use the pronouns that the kids want to use on the report cards. Okay, because then the parents would know. That they're going by a different pronoun at school. Oh, I see. That's the way this one goes. One last idea for this series about how to support students who don't identify as cisgender in your classroom. And that has to do with report card comments. Many students don't identify with the same pronouns and names at home as they might at school or with friends. And so this makes report card comments and communication home really complicated. (laughs) Unreal. No, it doesn't. You should. It's not your job to raise those kids. It's the parents' job. I don't know where that ever got screwed up. Personally, I've been trying to take gender out of my report card comments altogether, but I recently heard a great suggestion from our school's GSA who suggested to make report card comments directed specifically to the student. So using the word you takes out the need to use a name or any gender pronouns. And so that's what I'm going to try next time. It sounds like an ideal best practice. Just keep it away from the parents. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Well, and the one you were talking about from earlier in the show was, and I had heard this, Matt Walsh had played it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It was an entire second grade class that changed pronouns. Yeah. And think about that. That's insanity. Of course it's insanity. Everybody knows it's insane. It's not social contagion. Yeah. That's not what it is. Here you go. So it took a couple of days for me to make this TikTok. Um... Without crying, because that's what I do. Um, Please ignore the dog bone crunching behind me. Anyhow, um, it's only a normal thing. One of my students uh, felt safe enough to share his pronouns with me. And when he did so, once the class knew that I knew, they all switched pronouns. They're second graders. Like, I'm torn between being really, really happy to be a safe space and just absolutely furious that an entire group of second graders has to keep this secret from not safe people. I'll tell you as a parent, I'd be furious. Oh my gosh. You should lose your job. My gosh. Why are kids feeling unsafe? And furthermore, 
why does everyone talk about how how are the kids going to understand the kids understand it it's easy for them it's the adults who have all of the issues and hang-ups and bullshit kids are fine do you not understand the pressure when you're like one of a few kids that are not going to go along one kid after another says yeah me too yeah me too okay me too they're in second grade yes it's sick it's absolutely sick the other thing I heard Walsh talking about was this Michigan school employee, also an LGBTQ activist, okay, arrested. One of three people arrested in the sting operation after police said they tried to solicit minors online for sex. Don't say Gruber! Don't say that! Right. Um... Busted, they showed up to meet the child they had met online only to find the kid was actually an undercover agent posing as a young teen. Wow. Okay. Um, And apparently this was not Roman's first inappropriate relationship with kids. And Walsh had dug up a couple of clips of this person talking in front of a school board meeting, I think is what it was. Um, So do you want to hear part of that? Yep. Yeah, this will give you an idea. You know, the activism here. For the last five years, I have had the profound privilege of working with your students, with your students, with your students. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That drives you crazy already. Shut up. Shut up. The need to repeat. Shut up. (laughs) And I can tell you this. They are hungry for knowledge. They are so hungry for knowledge that despite your words, your wishes, your values, they will learn on their own. Your values mocking the parents. They're going to learn on their own. Because me and my groomer friends, we're going to take care of that for you. So many of your children are hurting questioning, struggling in this world that we have created. Oh, God. Yeah, you're helping See, make it worse. Can it win an Academy Award for this or what? This oh, is yeah. so they, profound. Oh, yeah. They are simultaneously being taught to celebrate and to hate who they are. I can't deny that. Every day. Ultimately, they will become who they will become with or without us. Give them the chance, the grace, and the support to embrace their own learning. They're going to do it anyway. Well, there you go. Okay, genius. Again, arrested. Yeah. Soliciting a minor for sex. Mm -hmm. Don't say groomer. Whatever you do, don't say that. Um, Also saw this story at Daily Wire. Some other people have it. Um, There's a rep, Republican that has set up a GoFundMe for that dude that stopped the mass shooting in Indiana. Oh, that's good. Tens of thousands of dollars already raised. For his defense fund, I'm guessing? Yes. Yeah. Knowing that it's coming. Knowing that this guy has to hire a battalion of lawyers to defend him from something that everyone looks at and says heroic, so I said the word. If you're new to this show, right. Scott Robbins... For, I just said it. He just said it. Right, because I didn't think about it. I just said it. The word heroic, he struggles with. I hate that. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the word. I love what it means, but I just can't say it, so I hate myself. This guy was heroic, there's he no was. doubt. Yes, Could you was. say it again? No. Try. Her- oh, 
Dang it! I thought you were over it. No, I can't. I, I have to. I have to not think about it and then just say it because it's a word I can't say because I always say erotic. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> Listen to me. We all have I'll different be able words. To say words. Anyway, yeah. Um, this was uh, Elisha Dickin, 22 yeah. years old. He was at the mall with his girlfriend in Greenwood, Indiana. A shooter opened fire on unsuspecting shoppers. And this dude reacted within 15 seconds using his 9mm Glock to fire at least 10 rounds and kill the shooter. Yep. 8 out of 10. Yep. Hit the guy. From 40 yards. Yep. Yes. David Van Camp, who's off this week, he's quite the marksman himself. He was like, this kid's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's been a GoFundMe set up. Wow. Good, because he needs to have the best lawyer he can get. Yes. I heard uh, Sonny Hostin from The View talking about this yesterday. He was lucky because she's been trained in firearms, and he's lucky. Lucky what? That he hit the guy because that's not easy to do. No, he was skilled. You know, anytime someone says that, was he aiming at the ceiling? No. Was he trying to hit the guy? Yes. He was 8 out of 10. Then if he's trying to do it, how is that luck? It's not. She's just ticked off that, well, he was in there. You're not supposed to have a gun in that mall. Seal carry or not. It's the low IQ view, though. It's just so... I understand. Just get dumber watching it. Yeah. Yes. Well, you'd certainly make that argument. Um, One other thing about the economy right now. Inflation is hammering, especially rural America. 91% of income is used just to live. It's amazing. Wow. What is the first thing you think of when you hear that story? Just out of curiosity. Well, I think they're, it's, they've been ignored. They, meaning the people who live in rural environments, have been ignored for so long. Nobody pays any attention to them. And the suffering that goes on there, they don't know anything about because it doesn't exist in the vacuum that most of the media live in. It's the ex- same thought. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And then about every four years or so, they say we got to get out of our bubble to figure out what Americans actually think. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really care about these people, and we... No, they don't care about them. Not only that, we think we're better than them. They mock them. Yeah. Do it all the time. Yes. We were talking about ticket prices. Remember the whole Springsteen story? Holy smokes. With Ticketmaster? Yeah. Because they have their new dynamic pricing program? Yeah. And so some of these seats in Boston were going up for like $5,000. Yeah. They're just like floor seats, not like front row. $5,000. And so Ticketmaster is defending it because people were ripping them. And, you know, they said, hey, you know, the average ticket price of all tickets sold right now is $262. 56% for under $200 face value. Um, But these are the variable prices. And that only represents 11.2% of the overall tickets sold. Okay, so this is just part of it. And so different people were talking about this story, and they put out an ad for a concert in the 80s that happened to be Kiss and Blue Oyster Cult, where the tickets were 1550 I want to say this was 1986. Okay? And we've talked about old concert commercials before. Yeah. With the big voice. Yeah. Because I mentioned, what was it, Van Halen's 84 tour. Yeah. It was a $12 ticket. Yep. It was crazy. But if you want to hear the commercial for Kiss and Blue Oyster Cult... In 1986. I would love to. I thought you would. Roll it. 
St. Pauli Girl Concert Series. Friday, April 11th at Meadowlands Arena. Sean Sure and WNEWFM welcome the Kiss Spectacle. Together with Blue Oyster Capital Theater and Ticketmaster Outlet. Friday, April 11th at Meadowland. Together live. Kiss and Blue Oyster Cult. We used to do that all the time with any concert. Those are so awesome. Yes, you still love it, don't oh, you? I do. I love all those old spots. Yes. Yeah. Live in concert. I don't even know the Blue Oyster Cult song they threw in there. Yeah, where was Reaper? I don't know. That's what you figured it would be. Burning for you. Godzilla. Where was it? <laughs> That's a great question. Okay, news update straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out this week. Back next week. There's Scott Robbins. News update, and CNN is reporting this. Yeah. Remember the big leak of the Supreme Court decision? Yes. Roe v. Wade? Yes. We still don't know who the leaker is. No. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. CNN is thinking the leaker was conservative. Because multiple sources have told CNN... John Roberts was talking to Brett Kavanaugh, trying to talk him out of his vote, along with Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. You've heard that before. Yep, I have. But then, once it was leaked and Politico published it, then they felt like, well, you can't do anything now. Or it's going to look like, well, we'd be weak that we were actually influenced by the public outcry, and we couldn't have that. Do you think that's really the case? Yeah. Do you think it was leaked by a conservative person or a liberal person? No, a liberal person. What conser- What did conservatives have to gain from any of that? Saying inside they knew that Roberts was lobbying the conservatives. So to leak it to make sure that they stayed in. Yes. They, they didn't look like they were bending to the pressure. Okay. Yes. Well, I suppose anything's possible. The interesting thing is, at the time when the leak happened, mm-hmm. it was mostly conservative people that were upset by it. And you had people on the left that were sort of defending it. It wasn't like common among both parties and supporters of both parties. Because the left was thinking it was going to work in their favor. Well, they thought they'd have they'd apply the political pressure and get them to switch, yeah. Yes. And really, you're in a no-win situation there. Because even if you do see the political pressure this is going to cause, you're not going to switch now. You can't, or you lose every bit of credibility. Very interesting. That you were talked into it by, you know, John Roberts. By the way, switching gears, I saw something that I thought you would get a kick out of. Because you love the topic of women's sports and equal pay. No, I really don't, but go ahead. Well, you certainly get, ex- I don't want to say excited about it. No. I guess it could ruffle your feathers. Well. A little. I need to explain why, though. Why? I mean... It's not because I don't enjoy or don't think women should have sports. I do. I'm a big proponent of it, actually. Yeah. I have granddaughters, you know, one granddaughter's an athlete. Um, So, yeah, I I absolutely think that. Um, However, 
you know, this whole equal pay thing only works when you start to have an audience that wants to come see whatever it is you're offering. So a dude from Daily Caller went out in New York City to ask people, hey, what do you think, equal pay, women's sports? And then the next question, <laughs> roll it. Women's sports should uh, get paid more, get more recognition. What do you guys think? For sure. Like, we deserve equality, so definitely should. What about the WNBA team that plays here? You know, you guys are, are you guys New Yorkers? You were, I am like, a New Yorker, but I didn't know. I didn't even know. You don't need any WNBA players? No, I really don't. I mean, like, I, I know their faces, but I'm terrible with names. But what about you? You think, can you name any, any of them? I could either. I'm, yeah, I'm just as bad at, I have terrible memory, so. It's just bad with names. Of course, we didn't even know there was a team here. Right. Getting back to Bill Burr's point, women don't. Women do not support women in other sports. They just don't. No. They don't know. They don't care. No, oftentimes they don't. Why are you yelling? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm yelling because that's the typical response. Yeah, I think they should. Where, what's the team name? I don't know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And you think the biggest story of the day is what, Scott Robbins? Um, I believe the redefinition of the word recession is a big story today. Yes. Um, and we know that uh, coming out Thursday, there will be another marker that proves once again that we are in a recession. Second quarter down, which is always the trigger to announce you're in a recession or to pronounce you're in a recession. Well, there's also markers that come out every day this week. Right. Like consumer confidence. Yeah. And the tank. Yep. That has fallen to a year low level. Well, that's that because they, they don't they don't hear enough about Joe's good stuff that he's doing. You know what? That's probably going to be the spin. Well, that, that's what we've been told. That is exactly what we've been told before. Yeah. All right. Plus, you have your top three stories of the day. Yeah. Of course, you do. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta. That any news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp. A well-deserved week off. There is Scott Robbins, the sexy boomer. Uh, news update out of Uvalde. I don't know if you had heard this or not, um, but the principal has been put on paid leave. So there is a report out, and it's not good. The principal? Yes, Mandy Gutierrez. Hmm. Um, I'll just get into the report. Multiple witnesses reported to the committee there that people at Robb Elementary commonly left doors unlocked, as did people at all the other Uvalde schools. Gosh. Teachers would use rocks to prop open exterior doors, and they used door stops, wedges, and magnets to prevent interior door locks from latching. And due to a key shortage, the substitute teachers often were instructed to use the magnet system to circumvent the locks in violation of school district policy. They did this all the time. I mean, the school district installed locking systems designed to prevent active shooters or any other malevolent outsiders from gaining access. So the school had already been hardened, but only theoretically because... The entire staff undermined it constantly. Wow. I guess for their own convenience. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that's terrible. You know, if you're a family uh, member of someone that was killed, it's like every piece of news. Yeah. Hurts more and more. It's just awful. Feel terrible. It gets harder and harder to believe there are that many systematic failures that took place. Oh, wow. I mean, one on top of another. Yeah. Man. Um, oh, and one other thing. The conversation that happened the other day between Brett Baer, Fox News, and Sir Fauci. Oh, gosh. Tony Fauci. There's one other part that got some attention where Baer is asking him about, hey, the vaccines. I mean, there's side effects here. I mean, and it's like the menstrual cycles. It's been reported on. What about that? And you can tell that Fauci's getting a little prickly here. There's been a, yeah. a number of studies. New York yeah. Times just did one about um, sure. menstruating cycles and how that is affected by vaccines. Yeah, though, well, the menstrual thing uh, is, is something that seems to be quite transient and, and temporary. That's the point. That's one of the points. We need to study it more. Seems to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, seems to be. Then we need to study it more. Yeah. But it used to be, if you brought that up at all, science denier, anti-vaxxer. Sure, couldn't say it, no. These guys have got themselves in a box, man. Well, there's going to be more that comes out. Yeah. I mean, they're really in a box now. They're going to try to sell you another vaccine coming this fall for the latest variant. And uh, I I don't see a lot of compliance out there. I mean, you're going to get the compliance people anyway that they're just going to do it. Sure. Um, you know, but I still will wonder in the end how many people heard Dr. Deborah Burks say what she said the other day. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines, and it mm. made people then worry that it's not going to protect against severe disease and hospitalization. It. Yeah. I knew. I still can't get over it. I've heard it seven times. I know. I, it was shocked me, too, because I thought, well, that can't be what she said, right? That's exactly, no, that's what, exactly she said. what she said. Holy smokes, man. At least she had the dignity to step aside. Get out. I don't know about that. Well, at least she didn't hang around and keep perpetuating the same lies. I'll give her some credit. That's because well, one time you were attracted to her, if we're to be honest on this right. show. Okay. You're like, for you know, an older lady, she's, guy, I like the scarf there, and I know, like the look. Good luck, like, I don't care. Is, does she know what she's talking about or not? The other part of what she said that got some attention is kind of crazy. It cuts off here at the end. 50% of the people who died from the Omicron surge were older, vaccinated. Older and vaccinated. But go get vaccinated. Yeah, for the eighth time. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, she has a tendency to lie, and that's that's appealing to a guy like me. Right. <laughs> You're really good looking. Thank you, honey. So as long as it's a Christy Nome or someone else, I think she'd make a great president. She looks real nice. Okay. I'm a shallow person, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I mean, you ready for your big three? Here we go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. It's the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day every day at this time. And helping with the countdown. Oh, yeah. His top 40 hero. Hey, buddy. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hi, Casey. 
I'm ready. You ready? Okay, okay. buddy. Three. All right. Uh, I want to get to this story from the Washington Post today. The Disney-backed streaming service Hulu. You got the Hulu on the cable system there? Used to, not anymore. They're refusing to run political ads on central themes of the Democratic midterm campaigns, including abortion and guns. Who? Prompting a fury from the Democrat candidates. Well, of course. That's their standard operating procedure. They're always angry. Disney tired of losing money? Well, they said, uh, you know, they're popular among younger voters, but they got a policy against running content deemed controversial. They're like, you can't do this here. No guns, no abortions. We're not allowing that. Oh. Now the Democrats are going to try to push back, saying, hey, that's part and parcel, part of what we do. We have to reach young voters and tell them exactly what these guys are up to. They're like, well, you can't do it here. Change the ad. Change the tenor of the ad or the tone of the ad. Then you can run it. Hmm. So I thought it was interesting they stepped out. Disney did something besides say, yeah, rubber stamp it. As long as drag queens are in the ad, then what's okay. But <laughs> when they're not, you know, we got a problem here. Uh, I want to get to this story, too. Liberal activists bragging about super high IQ. Is this all part of number three? And this is part of number two. I thought you were waiting for Casey to help you count them down. Sorry, Casey. I jumped in. Hmm. Gotcha. My mistake, bud. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Two. He just, he's slow, though. He's slower today for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. He had a big lunch, I guess. He's just moving a little slow. Uh, anyway, this Carol Brown, this Immigration Reform Now is her organization, and she is really, really angry that people are questioning her because she wants the open borders, right? So she attacked everyone and said, My IQ is about 140. I have a law degree from Yale, a master's degree from Harvard, and two bachelor's degree. You? Question mark. Oh! Oh, she played the degree card. Yep. How'd that go? Well, I answered her back. I yeah. said, yeah, well, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, lady. And finally, well, the brain power you could possibly have right there. I think Casey wasn't late there. I think he's moving you along now. I don't think he liked the criticism. Well, you know, I just... One. Okay, Casey, come on now. One. Settle. You Okay. One. Okay. All right. What do you got? President Joe Biden took to Twitter last night to attack Florida. What? Yeah, the president on his uh, POTUS page on Twitter said, Leaders like Governor DeSantis, Senator Marco Rubio, and Senator Rick Scott are all opposed to banning assault weapons. And to me, it's simple. If you can't support banning weapons of war on America's streets, you're not on the side of police. POTUS. So I'm going to make those decisions. If you don't think the way I think, you're against police. Yes. Okay. So Christina Peshaw, just two words, rent-free was all she said, meaning that they're living in his head rent-free, of course. My favorite response, though, came from Marco Rubio. By the way, Christina. Yeah. Some people don't know who she oh, is. Oh, she's a spokesperson for Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. Now, you're a big fan of hers. Huge fan of hers. Is she nice looking? I don't know. I don't know what she looks like. I've never seen a picture of her. I don't know. She's smart. I figured you probably she's really did. clever, and that was probably why you liked her. That's why I asked. No, no, I haven't seen her. I don't. I don't. I only like her through her posts. Got it. I don't know anything else about her. Got it. So while I'm very shallow, I'm not that shallow. Got it. Okay. Uh, Marco Rubio responded, <laughs> and I like this one. I'm asking for your prayers. 
that the president of the United States will come to Florida to campaign against me. <laughs> uh, that's that's one of my favorites right there. So that wraps up your big three. Today. Okay, nice. Well done. And there you uh, have it. It was fun. One thing real quick about yeah. running as far as Biden goes. Yeah. Did you see uh, a poll in New Hampshire? I did. Wow. He's trailing Pete Boot Edge Edge. <laughs> Again, you know, I mean, I realize neither one of them have any accomplishments, zero. Yes. But it would be different if Pete Boot Edge 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 had some sort of, uh, I don't, some sort of win under his belt, some sort of piece of legislation that's moved through. I mean, that he could go to and say, "See, I'm a guy that gets things done." The guy's done anything. No. Nothing. Just pontificates. But, I mean, it, it's really remarkable to me. Pete Boot Edge Edge, a guy who's done nothing, is now leading a guy who's done nothing. But white liberals love him. Unbelievable. It's incredible. And there's a lot of white liberals in New Hampshire. Golly. So that's what you have. Well, we know he checks some boxes. It, yes, there is that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think Mayor Pete could ever win. I don't either. I mean, he, I mean it was he and Kamala Harris... As far as who did the worst with black voters, yeah, last cycle, yeah, I don't think he's made any inroads there, so I can't see. Well, that still nobody really around. knows who he is if you don't follow the game. But I mean, as transportation secretary, mm -hmm. he knows nothing. Every time he's out there talking, you can tell he's he just doesn't do well with it. It's just words strung together. It's very Kamala like. Yeah, a little bit better than that. Oh, but, he's better than that, sure. But still not. But that's a low bar, baby. Yes, it is. That's it's true. really been an honor for me. Oh, he's Casey's ready to go. better than that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dead. Another news update to get to. Oh, and Nimrod's in the news. Fun one today. Straight ahead right here. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out back on Monday. Scott Robbins here. Earlier, I asked you what you thought the big story of the day was. You think it's Democrats yeah. trying to change the meaning of words. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a big story because it involves a recession that we're going to find out is for sure happening on Thursday. The definition of recession. Yes. Until the Biden administration changed it. Um, well, the CNN reporter was asking... White House press secretary Karine Jean Pierre about hey so you're you're not going to call a recession a recession until this other marker says so is that the deal? I want to be clear though, so we're not going to hear the White House say if there is a recession that there is one until the National Bureau of Economic Research has declared it one. What I'm saying is that uh, the definition that uh, the technical definition uh, and Secretary Yellen said this yesterday on the on Meet the Press is the National Bureau of Economic Research uh, that looks at a broad range of data and deciding whether or not there is a recession and most of that data they look at uh, right now uh, continues to be strong so who that's who we look at part of the fun of this job is watching the reaction from robbins as it well, happens you when... find somebody who will agree with you and then you prop that up as some sort of revolutionary data 
No, that's not how it's done. <laughs> that's not how any of this is done. Uh, I'm not going to get into a hypothetical mm-hmm. right now. We don't we don't do that, but we're using yeah, we that, that. Um, as as clearly an indicator and why and they lay out uh, uh, how how they get to that how they get to that definition. See, they they do it. They have a different definition. Right. We think it's better. And we're just going to pick and choose until we find one that works with our analogies. So there you go. Okay, no problem. Nothing to see here. Yes. There you go. Man. Okay, I'm just going to get through the story quick. It was just sad to me. Um, you know, you heard this was, you know, months back that Hank Williams Jr., his wife, passed away. I didn't know that. Yes, the news just came out. She's 58. Wow. She had undergone surgery the day before, mm-hmm. but it was cosmetic. It's like oh, a lipo no. in a few areas, and oh. then complications hmm. that make it so much tougher. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very sad. Like, you just don't know when someone's 58. It could be a number of different things. Yeah. And yeah, dude. Wow almost hate to bring that up, but you hear about these types of surgeries can be more dangerous yeah. than they ever lead on, and every once in a while you'll see something like that. Yeah, It's not like they couldn't afford the best. No. Hank Jr.'s not hurting for money. I mean, there's a risk involved in all this stuff, but it's just to make yourself, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. All right, lighten it up. Let's get to Nimrod's roller. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. This was shared with me. Um, Maybe a week or so back. But it deserves the Nimrod's headline. Alaska Airlines flight from D.C. to Frisco, about to take off, return to the gate. It was delayed for a while. You know mm-hmm. why? No. Two pilots fighting. <laughs> like physically fighting? Well, passengers say one pilot got on the intercom and explained that they were heading back due to a, quote, failure to get along. That's what was announced. Wow. Unclear what they were arguing about. A rep for Alaska Airlines said the captain and first officer had a, quote, professional disagreement. Hmm. Once they were back at the gate, one pilot just booked it off the plane. Passengers were forced to deplane while the airline found a replacement. Oh, Well, this involves somebody's significant other. There's some dalliance going on here, I'm sure. Oh, you're willing that's, to just speculate that I'm, much? I'm, I'm rooting this out as a as a yeah relationship issue. I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Flight was delayed two and a half hours. Until they found a pilot. I like that. Yes. I think they're doing drawings now. Yeah. But Alaska gave passengers a flight credit of $175 for the inconvenience. Because yes. we're fighting. Yes. Gosh, dang. Then we had a dude in Florida. He was arrested last Friday. He stole a Ford pickup and drove to the Space Force base, where he planned to warn the government about a fight happening between aliens and Chinese dragons. Well, somebody had to. (laughs) And now we have a guy in the U.K. just filed a lawsuit claiming that he bought a ham roll back in 2017. And something was so messed up with it that he is still suffering from excessive flatulence now, five years later. Mm, blame the hemorrhoid. Okay. 
Hamroll. Mm, buddy. Hamroll. And that's Nimrod's in the news.